Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. And we're glad to be back with you for another study. Um, we're, we've got a good study for you. Do the work. And, um, of course, David and I, we, we've just been chatting away, chatting away, waiting to get this thing started. So we're all warmed up. we got our voices all warmed up. <laughs> and we've, we've been having some good visits here. But uh, we're ready to do our study. And uh, David gave us a good lesson on Sunday about doing the work. And as you know, we're, we've kind of got a series going along of evangeli- evangelizing and uh, trying to, you know, be that shining light wherever we're at and, and finding those ways strength and courage and and things like that to you know bring god up in a conversation um and not forsake those conversations when they do come up to right you know point people towards the gospel and so that's kind of what we've been talking about and so uh, we got some good um scriptures to read and study of course if you if you want to send us a note uh we'd love to hear from you uh, uh it's truth in agape love at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. You got a question? You just want to make a comment? Whatever it is, and you can uh, you can even reach out to us on Facebook. Um, and then make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, that way, you know when there's a new episode out, and share it with your friends if you like what you hear. So, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and jump into our study. Yeah, and if anyone, just to add to what Chad is talking about, if anyone has any <coughs> any thoughts, any any comments, or anything like that. Email us. We'd love to hear from you. So we, we would love any kind of feedback, any kind of thoughts, and, and we'd love to to chat. And Yeah, and the email's in the link, too, so I think you can click on that, and it'll take you to yeah. your email. Truth and, you and can, agape love. Yeah, it's it's in the link of the podcast description, and you can send you know use find it there and send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. So, um, yeah. Do the work. So let's get going. <laughs> so <laughs> right, do the work. Do, do the work. And maybe we should shut up and do the work. So um, last week we we talked quite a bit about um, trying to change the way we think and trying to make it our aim and focus to to doing the work, like making that your aim, making that your goal. Yeah. To go out and do the work. And so this week. We're going to focus on actually doing the work. First um, Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Paul says, "Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord." And so, do the work that the Lord has set before us. That is what we are to do. And and you know as bringing the loss to Christ is a big part of the work that we are to do. So as we do the work, let us be steadfast. Let us be immovable. Now the word steadfast means to be firm or secure. So we need to be firm and steadfast in the truth. Uh, Chad, do you want to read Colossians 1, 21 through 23? You bet. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Colossians 1, 21 through 23 says, 
And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you a holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached uh, to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. So if you're following along with us, Colossians 1.23, how that verse begins, if indeed... Which means if you want to be above reproach, if you want to be reconciled to the Father, if you want to be to present yourself holy and blameless before the Lord, all of this is contingent on you if you are steadfast and immovable. And so you must be steadfast. And, you know, interestingly enough... I know we've talked about this in the past, Chad, but the word Christian actually means a follower of Christ, right? So we must be like Christ in order to be steadfast. And let's look at what Christ is like. As Christ is talked about in Hebrews six seventeen through 20, it says, Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the in- immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So notice how Christ is is talked about how Christ is our anchor, is our anchor of the soul. So he is the only reason why we have hope of eternal life. Mm -hmm. It is all contingent on Christ, without Christ. If we are outside of Christ, we have absolutely no hope. There is zero hope outside of Christ. And so then the question comes up, why? Why why can we have so much hope in Christ? Mm-hmm. Well, verse 19 explains it. And it says, because he is both sure and steadfast. Christ was steadfast. He was firmly planted in the truth. And as Christ says in John 14, 6, <clears throat> Jesus said to him, I am the way the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So Christ is the truth. Christ is the life. And he is most certainly the only way to the Father. And as Christ was steadfast, let us be like Christ and be steadfast in his truth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, John twelve forty eight is a good one to add to that as well. I don't think I have that down here, but uh, John 12. I got it, if you Yeah, please. Uh, So he says, uh, He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last days. 
So because Christ is truth, and this is why we have to be steadfast in the truth, in the Word of God, because it's the Word that's going to judge us. Yeah, and, and Jesus continues on there and basically says in 49 that, For I have not spoken on my own authority. Jesus that's said right. that. Yeah. He hasn't spoken on his own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. That's right. So it comes from God, even though Jesus came down. Yeah, it came. It, it comes straight from the Father. And this is why Christ living among us is so crucial as well, because he only did the will of the Father. Yeah. So everything he did, every every way he acted is exactly the way the Father would have acted. You know, Hebrews um, Hebrews 1, 3, I believe it's chapter 1, verse 3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And in verse 3, it says the um, express image of his person. Now, the the New American Standard Version uses the exact representation of the Father. Mm-hmm. And, and so everything he did, everything Christ did is exactly the way the Father would have done it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have so much hope and faith in Christ. Because he, he, sh- he showed us the perfect way to the Father. The only pure and true way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that all throughout the Old Testament they never had. They had high priests, but even the high priests sinned. So the best they could do was tell you, well, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot like anyone that comes to you today. If they come to you not bringing the word of Christ, well, then he's taken it upon himself to have his own authority. You know... That's why Christ has all authority. Matthew 28, 18. Do you have something to add, Chad? Mm-mm. Okay. So I'm doing good here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so no, let us good. be like Christ and let us be steadfast in the truth. You know, then as we do the work, let us also ab- always abound. Yeah. Now let's look at Matthew 25. 14 through 23. And this is this is Christ speaking here and he's using he is talking about um he's using a parable here. Now we're going to we're going to read through uh verse 23 and then we're going to pause there. Now this <clears throat> this parable ends in verse 30, but we're going to stop in verse 23 and and talk about it for a little bit. But this this is the the one the servant that got five talents, the servant that got two talents, mm-hmm. and the servant that got one talent. But I want to focus in on this for a little bit. Um, Chad, do you want to read uh, 14 through 23 of Matthew 25? Yeah, you bet. Okay, uh, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, uh, and to another one to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received the one went and dug 
in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You who are faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He who has received the two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His, his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Okay. So notice what the reward was for those who continued to do the work their master set in front of them. Mm-hmm. Now, in the context, as it says, his Lord, um, the word Lord is actually just signifying someone who has He's got more power than you. He's yeah, got authority. He, he has authority over you. And so a lot of times... You know, you'll even in the in shows sometimes you'll see them bow before the king and call my lord. Yeah, that was accurate. Now, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it's not the Lord in heaven. It's it's in the context. It's referring to their master. You know, they're they're a servant to their master. Um, I got yeah. I got a comment on fifteen verse fifteen. Okay, because a lot of people say, well, I I don't have much. I can't do anything. Or I have, or some people, well, he should be doing because he has more than me and he's got, he's more capable. Yeah. And at the end of verse 15, it says, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went in on his journey. So, so the, the master knew there was different ability between yeah. these two people or these three people. That's right. Right. Because he gave five, two, and one. Mm-hmm. So he did it according to their ability. That's right. You see, and then they used it to their ability, except for the one that we're going to talk about, who got the one. He he didn't do anything. That's right. You know, and so, uh, but one had the ability to to handle five, and one had the ability to handle two. We don't know what the those differences were, but it means that we're not all the same. We're not all the same. We don't all That's have right. the same talents. We do different. You know, some of us can do more. Some can do do less. But we, the, the point is, and that's what we're talking about, is you got to do something. Yeah. You know, you can't uh, just, uh, you know, and we're, we're going to get to that. I know you know, that's coming. But the, I just wanted to point that out because it's interesting that there's the three differences. Well, and you see the the wisdom behind their master, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and he only gave him what he knew that they could handle. That's right. He didn't give him too much and he didn't give him too little. Yeah. Like, you know. To give the one that could only handle one talent, to give him five talents, you know, clearly that's not, there's not a little a lot of wisdom there. Or give only one to the guy that has five talents. You know, that, that wouldn't be wise because he, he can do more work. He's, he is capable of doing more work. Yeah. You know, and so there's a lot of wisdom behind that. Now, also, as we are going through this, as I pointed out, you know, as they're calling him their, their lord... Is you know they're 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 servants to their master, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what they would call their master as lord because they have authority or well, power and, over them. And it might be the same that we we would say today, kind of in today's world, it would be boss. Mm-hmm. He's the boss. That's you right. Know? 
Hefe. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. so you know, he's just a, p- a person in position. That's right. He's he's these guys are making wages maybe from him. Yep. And these are his wages. And I guess a a talent was kind of uh I'm I'm looking at my note thing here. It was actually money. Yeah, it was. It was a a, a talent was a large sum of money, about six thousand denarii. A denarii represent a denarius. A, de- a denarius, whatever that is, represented the day's wage for a typical working man. Yeah. So I don't know if one talent equaled one day's wage. I think one denarii is one day's wage. Okay. So and if it was 600 denarii, it would actually be 600 days' wage. That's a lot. That of is money. a lot. So, so, so this, it's a large this sum owner of money. was giving a lot. Yeah. And, but also on, on the, the flip side of this, how this applies to us, you know, our master, who is in heaven, mm-hmm. doesn't give us more than what we can handle. Yeah. It's not money like this, but he uses the term well, uh, talent for a good reason because he blesses us with different kinds of talents that we can put towards the service sure, of the Lord. Sure, And so you do have that beautiful analogy. And this um, is a parable. Analogy. You yeah. Know? But it, it, it makes that beautiful connection with us. God blesses us with different abilities. Yeah. And and talents that we can put towards the service of the Lord. Mm-hmm. My talent this afternoon was shoveling snow. Yes, and you know what? It was needed because my back feels so much better. <laughs> I don't know how your back is. Hey, but. I'm just saying, man. I no, mean, but you're you know, and <laughs> we're we're snowed. We're we're in snowmageddon here. Yeah, Black we, we I got we're, we got hit pretty hard yesterday with snow. We're thankful for the moisture, but we're praying for spring. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I would like rain rather than the snow. <laughs> yeah, anything but snow. Anyways, yeah. I'm just sorry. I didn't mean to. But no, I mean, and and that's right. It's I true mean, though. We all have different talents. That's right. And Chad, me and you, a lot of times we try to, like we we sign up every month. You know, each family signs up to either clean the building or whatnot. Yeah. And a part of cleaning the building around here, somebody's going to shovel. Right. Sure. Sure. Chad, you and I, we try to make sure that it doesn't matter who's. Who signed up for that month? Yeah, just it's got to get You done. and I have the younger backs here, sure. right? And yeah. so the last thing I want is like your dad or, or I'll, David I'll, to have to shovel because... Yeah. You, I'll let you know tomorrow if I have the younger back. No, <laughs> just kidding. Well, no, and I'm, I know your I'm dad's good. back. I, I don't know how he's doing, but you know your dad's had, had a lot <clears> of issues <throat> with his back, so he doesn't need to be out there shoveling, you yeah. know? And so... Chad and I are usually the ones that try to try to get out there and shovel yeah. to make sure that nobody else has to. Um, but that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But we, uh, it's just kind of a running joke between us. Yeah, and and you know, but that's the thing. If if you if you uh, can see, and that's what we're talking about. If you can see something that you can take care of and do, do yeah. it. Yeah, just don't leave it to someone else. Yeah, go go do it. And that's right. And um, and and. Uh, Whatever that may be, we, we all recognize that that we each have um, different talents. So yeah, but notice, but notice yeah, here to get in, back to the twenty three, right? Yeah, but notice here to get back the servants that did the the Lord's work. Their reward was being able to enter into the joy of the Lord, mm-hmm. and and that's what we are trying to do. We mm-hmm. are trying to do the work so we can enter into the joy of the Lord. That's right. And it it's not a work based salvation. It's just the the willingness in our heart to be able to to be willing to do the work for the Lord. Yeah. You know, he he bought us with a at a price, you know. And so what we should do is glorify 
him in our bodies. Yeah. And that's what we're we're talking about doing here. But notice, you know, they were able to enter into the joy of the Lord because their their willingness. And Chad, as you brought out, the wisdom in their master, not giving them more than what they could handle. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, and and there's a lot of wisdom in that. You know, and here it's it's talking about money, right? And and so you know, what's funny, I, I heard a saying the other day, something along the lines of, um, if you if you fatally hurt someone's family member, you can be forgiven, but you won't be forgiven if you if you take their money. Right. Right? Like the the idea behind it was when you mess with someone's money, it's it's game over for you. Like there's no there's no forgiveness when you steal from somebody or, or mess with their money. Um, and so the master is, is giving a lot of trust into their into his servants. Mm-hmm. Even the, the one talent, that's 600 days wage. So that's like almost two years well, labor. And another good point, too, is he didn't just leave it to him forever. He came back and checked on him. And you know he he didn't leave yeah. him. He there's a there's a day of accountability, really. Very good point. And now that's right. So it, it didn't. He didn't just give him the money and forget about it. Yeah. No, he came back and checked on him. Not only that, he expected them to do the work for him. Yeah. You know, and uh, and we're actually going to get into that once we once we hit the one talent man. Yeah. But here. You know, the the wisdom in the master not giving more than what they can handle. Yeah. Because the the last thing you would want to do is give someone more than what they can handle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, for example, uh, I don't tax my wife with doing too much because she can get overwhelmed pretty, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give her too much where she's so stressed out and, you know, mm-hmm. there it wouldn't be wise for me to do that, right? And well, so and a good boss knows the talents of his crew and doesn't give the wrong thing to the wrong guy. That's right. You know, and and that's exactly what we're talking about. God yeah. knows our limitations. He's like the master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And and he knows our limitations, he knows what we can handle and so we have to put our trust and faith in him. Uh, knowing that we can go out and, uh, you know, do something. Yeah. And and I would even say that, that our master in heaven is better than the greatest bosses on earth. Oh, yeah. Just because he can look at the hearts of man, mm-hmm. right? He knows what you can do. Like, good example is Moses. Yeah. He knew Moses could handle it, but Moses is like, well, God, wait a minute. I can't talk to the people. I, I'm not a good speaker here. Yeah. You know? Like God wouldn't know that, yeah. You know, but but it was because his heart was right with the Lord, mm-hmm. and the Lord was going to be with him. And so there, there's a lot of wisdom in the Master in the talents that He gives us. And as we put our talents towards the service of the Lord, our goal is to work and even perhaps on the day of judgment have more talents than what He He blessed us with. Mm-hmm. You know, and and say, Chad, say you're you're a five talent brother, mm-hmm. and I'm a two talent brother. Mm-hmm. I should stick to you and find out your tricks and and find out and learn from you. You know, like see how you interact and see how you, mm-hmm. especially when it pertains to evangelizing. 
I want to see how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like say you're the another um, parable is some is hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Say you're a hundredfold Christian, where you're you're bringing in bringing people through the door constantly, and I'm only doing it every other week. Or you know, mm-hmm. I want to get better, yeah. and so I'm going to learn from you, and and that's where I'm going to learn from you. So on on the on the day of judgment, I can say, Lord, you gave me two talents, and here I have two more for you. Well, and um, I love the the uh, um, chart that you pulled up, and I don't know if we're going to get to that, of basically kind of um, some of the uh, percentages of what um, a typical church members do. Yeah. I think, if I remember right, it was like 75% of church members bring them in okay yeah just bring them to church you know that's like the biggest thing that's right bring them to the meeting bring them yeah and uh and of course we sung that song bring them in yeah you know um, you have no idea how it and it was beautiful because even your dad said something on the lord's table and it was mm-hmm. just like man you guys are hitting it mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are making my job easy out there well, and, and uh, that's that's probably one of the easiest things that we can do because, you know, it's also good to, to lay out practical things that we can do and things that we can work yeah. on. And 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 a lot of the times it's just, hey, you ought to come to church with me sometime, you yeah. know? And, of course, that sounds easy to do, right? But, I mean, it might be that simple, you know? And it gets nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. It, and it, it really can. And I know, too, you're worried about, like, losing a friend or, like... Yeah, losing a relationship, or now they're gonna now it's all gonna be weird, you know. Yeah. Would, would you think it was weird if if you'll think it's weirder if if they're like you never mentioned him to me? We sing that song too, right? Yeah. You never mentioned him and to me. And how sad that is. Yeah. Yeah. And so you gotta think of that as well, and and so that's what we're talking about is like find, using this parable that we're you know. Yeah. But but let's 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 find practical things and of course we both have known people that could bring people in very good yeah you know um it's just it's really difficult um and of course sometimes it doesn't take any words right yeah it, it's just the example that you present and someone asks the question hey why are you like this you know yeah and and maybe that that starts the conversation but even, even just having a ready answer for them Yes. You know, kind of have that in the back of your head, too. You know, tell yeah. them, share with them how the Lord has changed your life. Sure. You know, oh, yeah. and that's what it's about. Like, Well, and obviously, we wouldn't be the people we are without our faith. Yeah. And you know? somebody somebody was telling me, um, talking about a tragedy that happened in their life, and mm-hmm. they're like, how do, you, how do you move past that? And I was like, the only way that I've been able to get past it is... Reading the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, because I'll read, like, when I'm getting down and out, like, there's been times where I'm, I'll wake up with a new ache and pain in my body, and it's like, the next morning, yeah. I wake up s- sore somewhere else, and it's not that the other one went away, it's just now that I, now my neck and my back hurts, and then the <laughs> next morning, it's like, now my hip and my back and my neck hurts, sure. and it's like, you know, I start getting down, and and then I'll read Job, how he lost everything. And the first thing he did was praise God and worshiped him. Yeah. You know, and then I'm like, 
I have nothing to complain about. Yeah. I have my family. I have my kids still. You know, oh, and it's sure. like, you know, it doesn't take us very long to. It gets, uh, yeah, and it it helps me to get out of my funk. You know, and it's like, let's get back to the work. You know that if that didn't stop Job, I'm not going to let it stop me. Or you know, looking at um, Paul, he talks about the thorn in his flesh. He asked three times to get it removed, and God says, "No, my grace is sufficient for you." Yeah. For when you are weak, then I am made strong. Mm-hmm. And so that's when he recognized, okay, in my weakness, I, I can glorify God more. Mm-hmm. And so he, he was glad to be in weakness. Yeah. And, and that really hit home to me because, man, there's a lot of times where I'm like, I'm feeling down and out. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need this. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I was always doing really good and had everything I wanted and all that, I wouldn't recognize what the Lord is doing for me. Well, and and, and things is too is um, you know you talk about challenges and and things like that um, in our lives. Um, we we have so many examples, but you know I just told you a story about the husband and wife that I know that he's he's got he's recovered from cancer and now his wife has a brain tumor. Yeah, and it's like. Could you in that situation go, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me here? Yeah. You know, like Job? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that that's tough because that's you the know way what? you have to look at it because it's, it you know, God has a plan. It's, you know, things happen because of him, you know. But you, you can also see how what happened to Job straightened out his three friends at the end. Sure. You know, because his his friends were basically saying you have to be a sinner because God God did this to you. God is punishing you for your sin. So humble yourself before God. And Job's like, I am humble. Like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And they're like, No, you, you're doing something. Like they they almost just accused accused Job of sinning and all this. And and so at the end, they recognized their erring way. And you know. um, but a lot of times it, it's not it's not for us to learn something. Yeah. Maybe it, it's someone around you seeing your good attitude as you go through it. You know, that can also change someone else's heart to turn towards God. Mm-hmm. If you are a if you are a godly person and and you're a God fearing person, and trust me, people are recognizing how you live your life around you, and then they see you go through tragedy like cancer or something like that, they're going to pay attention to how you react. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you're going to be the bullseye because mm-hmm. they're going to try to call you out. Sure. Yeah, when you were going through it, you, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, and and then they see you have such a good attitude and, and see you not waver in your faith. You're you're standing steadfast in, in the truth and you're you're not wavering. Yeah, they're gonna notice that too. Well, they're definitely gonna notice. That's that. why we have to be that good example, and because someone's always watching. Yeah, how you handle stuff. Like a, a good example of this, um, you know Patrick. Yeah, right, Chad. Mm-hmm. He was here hosting a gospel meeting. He was actually on one of our episodes. Yeah, and uh, his dad, uh, Gil, was his name. He was he was a very a very good man, and he he would come into church. And he would make sure he walked around and shook everyone's hand, mm-hmm. right? Like, when he wasn't at the church, when he, because towards the end of his life, he was starting to get mm-hmm. sick, and sometimes he wouldn't be there. 
I would tell Patrick, make sure you tell your dad that my hand's cold. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my mm-hmm. hand wasn't shook by him. It w- wasn't. It wasn't warmed up with his yeah. great attitude, and he always had a smile. Sure. And then he went in for surgery, and he he lost. He came out of the surgery and had his leg cut off. Mm-hmm. That was not the plan going in for surgery. No. He looked at the his leg, and he had the um, the incisions or the the stitches mm-hmm. sticking out the top of his leg, and he said. That looks like a hairy stump. I'm going to call you a hairy stump. Mm-hmm. He's like, my kids will get a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. And it, that was actually also the about the time when I was, because I was a mail carrier and I was waking up with a backache and you know all that stuff. And mm-hmm. it was just one of those those bad times that I was going through in sure. my life. And sure. And he, you realize his you great have attitude nothing. through that, and I was like, man, I have nothing to complain. At least I can walk. You know. Yeah. And. and yeah, it it did. It was devastating for him not to be able to be mobile like he used to. But then what he did was he would try to get there early, get to services early, and sit by that front door in his wheelchair so he can mm-hmm. still shake everyone's hand yeah. as they walked in. And, and everyone made sure that they shook Gil's hand because that's the kind of person he was. And... and as he was going through that, he was such a good example of how we need to stay positive in in, yeah. in our lives. So that that was a, a great example for the entire congregation. You know, his his loving attitude never changed because of his situation. Well, and and the thing is too is the we're we're reminded all the time we have many examples. You know, we've got that earthquake. Uh, is it where is it at? It's over in um, Brazil, I think. Yeah, I think so. Somewhere over there. And 30,000 people have died in this earthquake. Yeah. Ugh. Man, we ain't got nothing to worry about. And we're reminded all the time. There's so many things, and we yep. have to use those to kind of motivate ourselves. You That's know? right. Uh, hey, you know, things aren't too bad, you know, for us. Yeah, and we could be complaining about the sure, economy sure. and, you know, all that, which, yes, like, the cost of eggs is ridiculous, yeah. and we're we're always but, gonna have something to complain about. The yeah. snow, right? The snow. Yeah, but you know what? It's when cold you, outside. When you focus on the good things, and 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 people will see that in us as well. That's right. If we focus on the good things and and realize, well, my wife don't has a brain tumor, so I guess you know I'm doing good, and be thankful, and then and then try to help others. How do we help others? Teach them the gospel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you and, know. And that's and, what it's about. It, it it's all to glorify God yeah. through you. You know, and so everything you're going through, just continue to glorify God and be be thankful for the blessings you have. And yes, I don't care what you're going through, you're blessed with life. Yeah. You know, and and be thankful for that. And and, and people are gonna see that in you. Oh yeah. And that's if nothing else, that is gonna bring them why are you such why do you have such a positive attitude? You're going through so much. Yeah. Why are you having a positive attitude? Yeah. Well, that's because Christ died for me. Yeah. What do I have to complain about? Mm-hmm. Like the death he died is what I deserve. Yeah. I recognize how blessed I am f- through him. And so Yeah. What do I have to complain about? He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and yet he suffered horrifically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, having the having the right attitude and 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 just being willing always to do the work. And then as we continue in this parable, the one talent man, 
we see what happens if we have this lazadaisical attitude as it comes to evangelizing. Yeah, and that, I think that's a great way to move into it. Yeah. I mean, what if we don't use those talents? That's right. That's what we, you know, that's that's what we need to be scared of not using. Yeah. The talent that God has given us, you know. Yeah. So let's continue in Matthew 25, uh, 24 through 30. I'll go ahead and read that. This is the one talent man here. It says, And then he who received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money where the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has, more will be given. And he who will have, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So the one who, ha- who only had one talent, he didn't do anything with it. Now, some people might try to say, well, he didn't lose it either. He, at least he, he gave back what his master gave him to begin with. But see, that's not what it's really about. It's not about losing it. It's about using it and putting it towards the service of the Lord. So, you know, what's worse? Just giving back what what he gave to his, you know, what his master gave to him or losing it, trying to make more. Mm-hmm. And clearly, what's worse is doing nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Doing nothing with what the Lord blessed you with. You know, um, that reminds me of of like uh, sometimes athletes, you know, they kind of get ruined from the fame or whatever. Yeah. And people will say, man, he's such a waste of talent. Yeah. You know, or even just in, in a job. Yeah. You know, people that are maybe a good whatever mechanic, you know, accountant, yeah. but they throw it all away. And that's what we'll say. What a waste of talent. Yeah. And, you know, I also think of, um, like, it would be idiotic to buy me, like, the, the biggest and best gaming computer. Yeah. Because it'll be the most expensive deck of cards you'll ever get me. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I don't know what to do with it, you yeah, know? Like, exactly. My wife, yeah, she needs the best, you mm-hmm. know, to do her, her work. Mm-hmm. Me, it's a waste of money because yeah. I'm not going to use it. Yeah. So there, there's no point in having all of this ability on the computer and not use it, you mm-hmm. know? The same is with us. If if we have all the talent, but we don't use it, we're, yeah. we're wasteful. It's a waste of talent. It's a waste of talent. Yeah. We don't want to be a waste of talent to the Lord. You don't want God saying, boy, you know, he's got so much potential, but he's just a waste of talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And kind of that's what... And essentially, that's exactly what that's it is. That's what's happening here with this example we have. And, mm-hmm. and that's what he's talking about. That's you right. You don't want to be a waste of talent. Yeah. And look at... Look at what his master called him in verse 26. And I I really do encourage everyone to be following along with us. Matthew 25. Unless you're driving. 26. Don't, yeah, don't unless you're along. driving. Don't do that. We'll read it. 
just listen carefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Safety first. Yeah. But um, as as some people might try to say, well, he didn't he didn't lose it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, look what he well, look what his master calls him, wicked and lazy servant. Mm-hmm. You're a wicked and lazy servant. That is very powerful. So clearly, what's worse is having the talent and not doing anything with it, not even trying. You know, and here he says you, you should have at least put it with the bankers and let it accrue interest. Yeah, sure. Like, that would be better than just burying it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and still he wouldn't have been doing anything with it. And, like, for us today as we evangelize, the accruing interest, maybe as we go out and evangelize, we don't um, – we're unable to bring someone to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so we start to think that we're not successful. Well, that's the problem. We try to, we think that we can determine what is successful. Mm-hmm. The Lord determines what is successful. Because if we are out there trying to spread the word of God and, and out there trying to bring others to the Lord, even if you don't, you're at least accruing interest for your Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what, that's what he's talking about here. Go out and do the work. You know, maybe you're going to go out and, you know, we talked about nerves a little bit earlier, you know, or maybe you don't know what to say and, and you're kind of scared. and Oh, sure. You're, maybe you're afraid of coming across as a babbling buffoon, right? Where, uh, 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 you know, well, at least you at least you went out and did it. Have you, uh, I know we've had exercises where, um, okay, uh, name, name 10 people that you know. Yeah. Okay. All right, have you talked to them? Or name five people, you know. Mm -hmm. Just start thinking about those people that you can contact or maybe say something to. Yeah. You know, okay. And then you just kind of go through the list. Um, You know, like some people have no tons of people. I know a lot of people. Yeah. um, Mostly just business contacts. Yeah, it seems like you know everyone in town. Well, just business contacts, you know. And um um so yeah it's uh it's hard for me to go anywhere i i went to lunch today i went to roops <laughs> rick and i did yeah get out of the truck and there's this guy walking across the parking lot i'm like hey scott i used to work for him <laughs> he's an engineer yeah he doesn't work where he used to he moved on i mean just out of the blue there's a guy i know you know yeah and uh so it's kind of cool but how do you like even that guy, you know, how do you say you know how how do you bring up how the do you gospel bring up God with, in the, go- with in the a conversation person like that? Yeah. In just a hey, how's it going? Hope you're doing good, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So uh, I don't know. know. I don't know. And 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 uh that's that's just what um we have to figure out. You know, yeah. each one of us have to figure out our um, ways that we can do it, and there's there's a difference between recognizing that I got to figure it out, and trying to figure out how to come across, and trying to bring out God in the conversation, and then there's this not even trying, mm-hmm. you know, the just the that's too hard, you know, and that's the difference. That's like that's the difference between the the one talent burying it and the one talent actually trying to accrue interest. Maybe nothing well, and would come from it, but it would be successful because you tried. 
or you know, or if you just ask, I've heard of people saying, "Hey, um, how's your soul? How's your soul mm-hmm. doing?" You know, the hardest thing, um, and I've been thinking a lot about this, trying to ask like just three questions. Mm-hmm. You know, like something along the lines of, "I'm going to ask you three questions and tell me which one sounds more more interesting to you." And then just think of three three questions like um and it depends on who you're talking to but like is there such thing as having two two different truths you know or something along the lines of is there a god if so who is god and is the judgment day coming mm-hmm. which one of those three sound more interesting to you mm-hmm. a lot of people say something like well judgment day that's interesting what made you pick that one over the other one you, you know over the other two and get them to talk get them mm-hmm. to think about it and be like what chances have you had to study that? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm available Tuesday at 6 or Thursday at 7. Which one's more interesting? Yeah. Don't even give them the option to say no to you, you know? Make them come out and say no. But, yeah. And, and just trying to figure out questions. And, and I'm not saying, you know, use those three questions, but try to ask questions that, that'll make them think. Yeah. And then just be like, well, what chance have you had to study that? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm available. Mm-hmm. And what uh, I I trying to think of um, you know the book muscle muscle on a shovel yeah and um, oh I can't think of their names now I have Michael and Russell I think yeah yeah I My, think it was yeah something like that yeah Russell I think I'm pretty sure that that that's how they kind of got on the subject of religion was how's your soul doing is your soul good yeah. You know, and it's I, been a while uh, since I haven't I read, read that it book. in a while, but I, I think um, you might be able to fit a question like that in almost yeah. as of, how's your day going? Yeah. You know, we say that all the time, or we'll be like, yeah. That w- or that's a good way, too. Just be like, well, you know, how you doing? And they're like, oh, good, because, you know, everyone yeah. says that. How's your soul doing? Yeah, how's your soul doing? Or yeah. something like that. And just something that... How's your relationship with God? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something to get, um, just get kind of the conversation going. That's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this a lot because you're like people ask usually one of the first conversations you'll have with someone new is well what do you do for a living you know yeah and you you're like i'm a preacher boom you're in like flint <laughs> preacher <laughs> where at you yeah. know and it's on uh you know and me uh well i'm you know i'm welder i'm business owner whatever yeah and the religion thing doesn't come up in, until your actions, you know. So there's there's many factors. That's right. When they realize that you're a little different, it might come up, mm-hmm. you know. So there's just a bunch of different avenues, but we have to be ready every time. Yeah. You know, as soon as that opportunity comes up, we can't ignore it. We gotta say, hey. And being always being ready is a lot different, or is a lot harder than it sounds, because it those opportunities, at least for me, have always come. When you least expect it, yeah. Like I'm just walking in the store and I have these these um, some sweatshirts or pullovers that I put on, um, yeah. And it'll just have a scripture or something on it. Mm-hmm. That's a nice nice sweater. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And mm-hmm. but it's like I'm passing by somebody. There's a lot of times where I don't even have time to say something, mm-hmm. but then I start to think maybe I should be prepared should to stopped. say something, yeah. you know. And I'm like, maybe I. Maybe I can try to pull yeah. something together. So you be like, "How's your soul?" All right, yeah. come on and just start preaching <laughs> to him. No, but but yeah, a lot you, of you know, and trying to come across in a way that you know, in a loving way, not. Oh, absolutely. There's a there's a saying I heard 
um, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. You know, uh, you can you can throw scripture at them all day long, well, but that doesn't mean anything to them until they know that you care about their soul. And honestly, we all we ought to care. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. do care. We do care. We want. We don't want anyone to to miss going to heaven. You That's know? right. And and so, you know, I've I always bring this up all the time. It's kind of like you have the cure to cancer. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest things. The problems with everyone today. That's one of the big leading causes of death is you know cancer. Yeah. It's a it's a mean disease, and there's there's a lot of people that suffer from it. Imagine if you had the cure and you didn't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about that all the time, and 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 really, that's what we do. We we have uh, the message. We carry the message yeah. of how to be uh, freed of sin. You know, we carry that message. It's not like we're we've got this potion that we wave over you. You know, no, we're just messengers. That's right of the gospel. We carry the message, and we can tell you how to be saved. Yeah. You know, and we refer refer you to the gospel, to the Bible. That's right. And and so we're messengers, and and we have to figure out your talent. You have to figure out your talent. What is your talent? What are you going to use that you've been given? What what gift are you going to use? Just like the master here, he gave him a talent. So what talent are you going to use to do that? Yeah. To basically spread the message. And there's a lot of times where you don't realize you have a talent until. You put it to the test. Yeah. Like, a good example, my wife is an introvert in a lot of ways. Like, mm-hmm. it's exhausting for her to talk to people. Sure. Whereas in for me, I'm an extrovert. I actually get energy from talking to people. Sure, I'm the same way. And so, um, for her, it, it drains her with mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. And uh, But she is the most genuine person I've ever met. And, and her genuineness comes out when she talks to people. Oh yeah. So she she began to force herself to open up to people. Like when we have visitors like that, um we would have somebody coming in and they would dart out the back almost immediately after services. To me, I'm like, "Well, they don't want to talk." Okay, I'm going to leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And my wife would just go out there and talk to them. You know, and and it was that we recognized that's a really good talent because mm-hmm. she's very sincere. They were just nervous. That's why they left. Well, my wife made them feel welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that um, I've seen in her. I'm like, man, well, I didn't even realize you could do that. We've brought up so many examples of talents, like the man that you told went around and made sure he shook everyone's hand. Yeah. I've gone to congregations where they don't even want to look at me. Mm-hmm. And and we can't be that way. We have to welcome people and... and uh, and and find those talents. Everyone has a different talent, and so it's good because collectively together, yeah, you know, and and it's it's all of us working together to do the work of the Lord. And we all have individual work, but we work together. Yeah, you know, um, a good example. <laughs> so the other Wednesday, you were talking about um, you get the the plans, and. Oh yeah, to, to build like a, a plant or to build sure. It's a like, machine for I'm going to install some equipment and I'm building a potato process. Line. Right, and and they they, they pay you for they it. They give me the money, and then you build a race car instead. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let's take that race car that you built instead. Mm-hmm. You know, you want it to be the best race car. Oh sure. So you you put the best performing engine. Oh in man, it, yeah. And you get 
the best driver to drive it and you get the best suspension the best tires you know the best everything on this car mm -hmm. but that car is worthless yeah unless you have five lug nuts on every single tire mm -hmm. if you don't have those lug nuts that car and everything about it is worthless mm -hmm. it won't even move yeah you know and and that's the the point of what we're trying to say with the different talents perhaps you feel like you're the size of a lug nut like your talent all you can do is the size of a lug nut. Mm. That lug nut is crucial to get the movement going in the church. Mm. You know, it's crucial for the work of the Lord. Mm. Um, we have a sister here, Brenda. She's. Mm. I get busy doing work, you know, and mm. either studying with people and, and preparing my lessons, all this stuff, and, and I get busy. Well, she'll pull me aside and be like, hey, have you checked up on so-and-so? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I haven't even thought of them, you know? And it's not because I, I don't care about them. It's mm -hmm. because I just get sidetracked and all that. Yeah. So she brings me back. And mm -hmm. she's done that multiple times. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it that's takes a, needed. Yeah, it takes, it's a collective unit. Um, yeah. We all, you know, and we didn't bring up how upset the food plant was when they seen the race car. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> of course, we, we use that analogy as um, just kind of doing your own thing and not following the Bible. Yeah. You know. But, you know, and, and we, we use the expression, well, they should be happy because well, sure, they have the happy. best race car Now they got the a nation. race car. Yeah, they can go. Yeah. And and it's like, you don't understand. Like, that's not what I paid you for. Yeah. You know? And, and that's why... You know, and this is kind of sidetracked, but when we come to the Word of God, mm -hmm. we have to do it. We have to follow the plan yeah, the Lord set out God's for way. us. And, and and we can't we can't say and you know kind of kind of to to move that into um, a good point is we're t we're trying we're discussing how to bring people to God, right? Right. We can't do it by giving rides in the race car. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, we'll give everyone a ride if you come to church. Or or we're going to have free ice cream at the end of services. Yeah. You know, to, but it's going to bring people in. Well, it, it, are they there for the ice cream or are they there for, for the lesson? Well, and, you know, and a lot of people think that it's about the numbers, and it's really not. Mm -mm. You know, like, like you were just saying, if I'm preaching false, false doctrine, but I'm bringing people in the door. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing the work of the Lord. Like, if I'm telling everyone they can go and sin as long as they they believe in God, well, that's not what the Bible says. But I'm bringing people in the door. Mm -hmm. So what? I'm just, I'm just bringing them a different way to hell, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not bringing them to God. I'm bringing them a different way to hell. This made me think of something. Yeah. Some of the uh, religions that don't follow the Bible. Mm-hmm. If they got rid of all their social programs, would they survive? No, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. And it, it makes you wonder, like, why are people there? Yeah. You know, um, would they survive without all the, the social programs and all the things that they they do that, that brings people to them? Yeah. Would they survive without those? That's right. Or is everyone just there for the teaching? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we get... The the problem is is a lot of denominations and everything get twisted and and think that they're they're doing all this extra stuff to bring people to the Lord. But if you're not doing it the Lord's way, you're not bringing them to the Lord. Yeah, and that's something that that we gotta really think about. You know, and I had a conversation with somebody, and they're like, "Well, all of these things 
bring people to the Lord. I said, but if you're not doing what the Lord asked you to do, then you're not bringing them to the Lord at all. You're yeah. just bringing them in the door. So, so that we got like what five minutes left. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's just say, how? Why should someone come to the Lord? Why should someone be obedient and obey God? What's in it for them? Eternal life. Exactly. And those are the kinds of things we need to focus on when we're talking to these people. Yeah. Because, man, to be free of sin, be forgiven of your sins, mm-hmm. uh, what a great thing. You know, we've all talked to people who say, oh, I can go to church. I've done too many bad things. That's why you have to yeah, not necessarily go to church, but be obey. Yeah. Which involves going to church. Well, and, and look but, at Saul of Tarsus. Sure. He was killing God's children. Yeah. And he became the great apostle Paul, as we know him. Yeah. And so those are the things that we need to be bringing people to the Word. Yeah. People, people try to bring people to God using f- physical things. Sure. But well, the, that's oh. not the function of the church. The function of the church is to give them spiritual food and, and mm-hmm. spiritual living water. Yeah, you and know, I, and and that's where people get it mixed up. I think a great example is the rich man and Lazarus. You know, yeah, and uh, you know, just kind of showing people, hey, do you want to be the rich man here mm-hmm. in this story? That why do we have this example? That's you right. Know, it's because you he and and that rich man realizes, hey, I messed up. Yeah, will you send Lazarus back for me? He's talking to God. Will you send <laughs> Lazarus back to me to warn my family? And he couldn't because okay. they have Moses and the prophets. Yep. If they and won't listen to them, they ain't going to listen to someone else. They ain't going to listen to someone either. else. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, show people those examples. Why do we have those examples in his word? It's to warn us. Yeah. Why are we here? Why are you and I here tonight? You know, it's because we have a fear of missing that gate. And just like they, just like the um, parable that we talked about with the talents. Why is this parable here for us? Yeah. We don't want to be the lazy and wicked servant no. that does nothing with our talent. No, we do not. We want to abound in the Lord's work and we want to we want to bring others to the Lord. That's our that's what we're called to do. Sure. And it is our reasonable service, Romans twelve one. That's what we're to do. You know, don't be the wicked and lazy servant. Yeah. Who will be cast in, into outer darkness, so there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. And in fact, when you when you look down, um, Matthew thirteen forty two adds that it's a fiery furnace. Mark nine also adds in, in forty three and forty four that the fire will never be quenched and the worm doesn't die. So th- you cannot quench this fire where the lazy and wicked servant is going. You will never be able to. To quench that fire. And apparently there's worms that don't die. And there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. You know, these... I don't want to go there. This is very serious. That's These are warnings by God to us saying, hey, don't be lazy and wicked. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Serve me. You yeah. know, and, and that's what we're called to do. And so let's not be the wicked and lazy servant. Let us always abound in the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great place to stop. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's it is it's. Um, I know we're nearing it. Yeah, we got like forty five seconds. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining. <laughs> but but no, I I agree. Like just just to kind of add to that, uh, make sure we're bringing people for the right reason. 
That's right. You know, because um, if it's not the right reason, then you're not bringing them to the Lord. I, I, I'm trying to think of um, that verse that talks about um, doing things in vain. Oh yeah, um, possibly Matthew nine. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You're the you're the one who always remembers those things. We we want to make sure we're not doing things in vain. Have you ever? We've we've all done things in vain in our life. You know, we talk about this too. Yeah, I think uh, it's Matthew fifteen nine. Okay. It says, "And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men." Yeah. So they're they're holding the commandments of men as doctrine, and and we we've talked about how there's two different sources of authority: man and God. Mm-hmm. God's word is his authority. Mm-hmm. Or we can go off of something that man said and yeah. hold it as doctrine and teach it as doctrine. Mm-hmm. And and that's vain worship. And nobody likes doing a job and then it not being worth anything. That's right. It's kind of like washing a pig, you know. You wash <laughs> a pig, clean him all up. He's all nice and pretty. They're going to go back in the mud. And you turn him loose and he goes right back into the mud. Yeah. You just wash that pig in vain. Yeah. And you're mad, right? <laughs> yeah. You're mad. You do, you're like and and so we we don't you know relaying that to our worship to God. Yeah. We don't want to do it in vain. That's right. We don't want to do it the wrong way. You yep. know and, and uh there's so many examples just like the strange fire. Yeah. Know, they they did it wrong. They didn't do it the way God wanted and they were punished with their lives. They lost their lives. That's right. They didn't use the right fire and of course we would all be, and we talk about this all the time. We would be like, "It's fire! Fire's fire!" You know, yeah. but it if, burns. But if God gave him instruction, obviously, to do it a certain way, that's the way you need to do it. That's what He expects and, and, and demands. And He expects that in our worship as well. That's right. He expects us to do it a certain way, not bringing the commandments of men into it. Mm-hmm. It's and that's why we follow the Bible. That's right. And it's the safest way you can do it. Yeah. The any other way, boy, be warned. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he does warn us. Let's he does. listen. He does. Let's heed his warnings. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. okay, we can stop now. I just <laughs> I just wanted to add that. No, very. Uh, that's the way to end right there. Let's let's serve God the way he yeah he commands. So Romans ten one through four. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening. Read that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really listen to what he's saying there. Because mm-hmm. they have a zeal for God, but it's not according to knowledge. Yeah. So listen to what happens. So is to that them. our teaser for next week? That, you got any teasers? Well, the teaser next week is going to be transforming. Okay. In, into being what Christ, the way Christ is. Okay, so you so got... So transforming. So you got that to look forward to next week. And yes. we, we appreciate y'all uh, being uh, listening to us and being with us. And uh, we'll be looking forward to the study next week. So thank you, everyone. Thank you guys for listening in.